Connections. And I am Michelle from Michelle Our Price and Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca. It's nice to have you back. I've been a bit, a little bit lonely, a little bit lonely over here. I've missed Bex's you so much. Yeah, Peg's been a bu- very busy lady. We were just catching up off air and uh, we will get into that in a sec because I'm sure she's got lots to say about what she has been doing. So, Beck, today we're going to be reviewing some of our favourite card decks and I've been really excited about this and really waiting for this. I've been anticipating this episode and we did highlight it probably about three episodes ago, but um, yeah, Beck's had some stuff going on so we haven't been able to do it yet. But we're going to get into it today. So we're also going to give you, as well as our favourite card decks, we're also going to give you a few tips around selecting your own decks. And I think that's a question I get asked a lot. So I think it's worthwhile, you know, going there. Um, Beck, what's been actually going on with you? What's been uh, keeping you so busy? Well, firstly, thank you for your patience with me, Michelle, because I have been sort of MIA for a little bit. I have been moving house. Wee! <laughs> No, said no one ever. No one ever. <laughs> yeah, I said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At first it was. It was like, yeah, great, excellent. And then the idea like, of it, oh, yeah. Gosh, what are we <laughs> into now? Uh, and then reality? Everything's all in turmoil and upside down and inside out. And But we've got all our basics, which is very good because um, there's nothing worse than not being able to find you know, fresh clothes to put on after you've had a shower or... <laughs> I agree. All of those sorts of things. So we've got all the basics out and, and um, starting to settle in a little bit. Um, just trying to figure out where everything's going to go because when you have a different layout, yeah, certain things don't fit. Yeah, and you were in that other place for a little while, weren't you? The yeah, previous I was in house? for a few years. So, yeah, um, you kind of get used to it. You do, you do. And... Now we've just got to start again. What about the pets, Beck? Have the pets been sort of settling in? How's little Syrian and, and the dogs and everything? Well, you'll probably hear Syrian in the background. I can hear Syrian, yes. <laughs> Singing away. Um, so, yeah, he, he's quite okay at the moment. Uh, he came across in the car and and um, had a go at me. What? <laughs> His cage is so big I had to tip it on its side. Oh, so I made sure he was little got a branch on his side. So I had to. Oh. I wanted to make sure I had control of the animals. Yes. Um. So he came across like that, and oh my god, wasn't wasn't impressed that that his cage was on the side. So he was telling me off the whole time. Um. But we got him here, put him upright, and he was happy again. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, so he's been singing away every morning. He gets the the sun come in, and he's just up and at it. Pretty happy. Ari is a little bit um, sulky still. A little, little bit confused and yeah, a little bit confused, a little bit sulky. So he um, <laughs> his big cage went on the back of the truck, and he came in um, in a transport cage. So uh, he wasn't impressed. Yeah, birds but, don't really appreciate the car. I don't think. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, the dogs were good. They they came across and they were very excited and and very happy and got to be inside and run around and sleep on beds and all sorts. Of, but they're, they're sort of back in the laundry at the moment on their big monstrous pillow that they've got. Um, <laughs> just no room with stuff, bringing stuff in and out and trying to put fine stuff and yeah stuff. Um, so they're doing all right. Maxie is. Well, she's just come out of a hibernation, so her timing was got good for her. 
I didn't have to wake her up to move her, but she was very appreciative of little cuddles and kisses. The Maxie's the blue tongue lizard. Oh, right. I was thinking that's not the guinea pig. They're not nocturnal. Um, <laughs> right, okay. I forgot about Maxie. Guinea pigs are good. They're good. They're great. Um, and we've just got the turtles, so they're still over at the other oh house. Oh, my gosh, you've got such a zoo over there. I know. I know. I love it. But um, they're, they're um, really good. So they're in a, uh, a little portable pond, um, which is really good. So we'll be able to get in and clean that out. And they're just coming out of hibernation too. Which oh, is it's a portable pond. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, so we did it that way, knowing that we would be moving um, house. And um, and it's a good little setup for them. They've got their their pump and, and everything. So, yeah, no, they're all good. And, and, of course, the children, they all made it across too. <laughs> oh, well, that's handy, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're kind of, kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't forget them. Excellent. Um, but the girls had their, their year 12 formal, so they're all done and done. So in amongst the moving, you've got a year 12 formal as well. Final exams and year 12 formal. Oh, wonderful. Really well. So done. really, I mean, you've been pretty quiet, like really nothing much to do. Like it sounds pretty, you know, yeah, mediocre. No, no, I've just been sitting back, lady of leisure, really. Yeah, yeah sipping cocktails. <laughs> sounds wonderful, Beck. I'm so envious. That'll be Christmas time. Oh, I yeah. Well-deserved. <laughs> well-deserved. We've got to have Christmas at your house, surely, after all that. Um, well, actually, nobody's really made plans. It's just my brother and my sister here at the moment. Oh, really? Everyone else has moved to the West Australia. Oh, of course they have. That's so right. That's all sort of. That's all gone belly up. That's all, yeah. yeah You're pretty much the only one left over there now. And my sister's moving as well. She just bought a house, sold her house and bought a house. So she's moving. In still where, in WA or Canberra? or In Canberra still. Canberra. Okay. in Canberra. So not everyone's left. And, um, yeah, I think my brother's going to head off soon, but I'm not sure exactly. Wow, isn't that amazing? Everyone's just going. Yeah, yep, yep. Out of Canberra. Get out of Canberra. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that um, I blame them in terms of the temp down there. No. I've only been to Canberra once in my whole life. But, um, yeah, I remember it being very, very cold and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Michelle? What have you been up to? Um, well, Beck, as you know, I've been doing Reiki Ashadi, which I'm really loving, and uh, Beck's done Reiki Ashadi. And I'm just really enjoying it. I love the um, crew that I'm sort of doing it with and learning with. They're just a really nice bunch of ladies and We've exchanged numbers and uh, we're going to catch up sort of afterwards because I think it's nice to sort of do the thing together and then to actually catch up after and do a bit of a debrief. So, yeah, we exchanged numbers so that we could sort of do that down the track. But I'm just really enjoying it, Beck, and, and I know you've already done it before, but I hadn't. And, Beck, try to explain it to me. And it is a kind of a trickier and interesting thing mm -hmm. to explain, Reiki Ashadi, because it covers a lot of different areas. And, yeah, I just think that, in terms of, you know, learning it, they actually include, you know, psychic development, which I think is really awesome because, I mean, I've been doing mentorship for quite a while, three months after I started doing this full time. And I haven't been quite doing this for three years yet, um, but I have been sort of mentoring. And when I got into do Reiki Ashadi, I was like, wow, you know, there's so much online content, you know, so a lot of it is online and it's self-paced. It's almost like adult learning, I found. And we only do four hours uh, per session over the weekend. So four hours on Saturday, four hours on Sunday, one uh, weekend a month, over three months. And um, I've enjoyed the self-paced learning and watching the videos and all of that because, I mean, there's a lot of content, you know. So if we're going to be doing that face-to-face -face only, 
um, you can imagine like how time consuming that would be and how many more sessions we'd have to have. So I actually really like the setup. And I like the fact that if I do my masters with these guys, um, I'll be able to teach online, which I have to say, I was a bit skeptical about, but it is handy because I have got clients in different states and overseas. And we have one lady who had been participating with us in the first um, weekend. And then the second weekend, she developed a flu and couldn't come. And she's a fabulous girl. Michelle is her name as well. And she had to do it from home. So she ended up just doing all the course material online. And then uh, our teacher did her activation online too. Um, so that was actually, or her achievement. So that was actually really handy for her so that she didn't uh, miss out and then didn't have to, you know, come and see her another weekend if it was only face-to-face. So I'm kind of on board now with the online, but I think if you do it really well, it works. Um, I just have heard some where, you know, basically they just throw all the content at you, don't do activations or attunements, and it's just not the best. Um, So I think if you do it properly, it's good, you know. So I'm quite excited about having that option uh, moving forward to be able to do that in 2023. And I feel like that's going to open me up to be able to do, yeah, a bit of a combo, you know, mentorship and and a shati uh, together. So I also completed back my final edit of my first novel and sent it off. So I've had this manuscript. I completed the manuscript when I was still living in Pelican Waters. And I just had this epiphany. It was like, I think, because a lot of people have been coming in and going, oh, my God, Michelle, you know, we're nearly in 2023. I just want to, like, get rid of all the rubbish and the karmic stuff and, you know, clear it out. So heaps of people are just trying to, you know, get into 2023 with a new focus and a new outlook. And I just keep on my to-do list. I keep putting it down, edit book, edit book, edit book, edit book. And it just became really annoying for me. And I was just like, I'm just going to finish it. And what's hilarious is I went back to have a look at it and I was pretty much done. Like I'd pretty pretty much done it all. And I was like, why is it still sitting here? So I sent it off and um, and now we're in that, um, it's in their hands basically. So that was just such a relief because I'm just sick of looking at it on my to-do list. So um, I'm going through and just trying to complete as many tasks as I can uh, before we head into 2023 just to get them uh, really out of my hair. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of the main things that I've been uh, getting up to, Rebecca. So, interestingly enough, um, mm. you just wrote a book, what? Tying up all those loose ends, 2023. Oh. So you're going to say you wrote a book while you were moving house, Rebecca. <laughs> no, 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 I probably could. <laughs> Probably could if I had a, no, well, actually I do have. But, Squeeze that in as well. Yeah, I, I could just like like do an audio book record yeah. as I go. Yeah, as you're running from place to place. <laughs> <laughs> Save on grammar checks. Um, 2023 will be, uh, it's a seven year, isn't it? Uh, for, yeah, seven. Seven. Yep. So yep. that is um, a very personal spiritual year and creativity. So a lot of that's coming up next year for people as well, which would be the big push to get rid of all those loose ends this year. Yeah. Making, yeah. Making space very true. So, yep. um, yeah, a year of uh, intuition, emotion, research, faith, uh, reflection, um, and that's that's just in numerology. So um, right, yeah, and and things moving quite fast next year. Yeah, so um, it's it's you know it's I think the lesson in in the seven numerology and and this is just what I'm feeling 
is like just slowing down and learning to trust yourself and and build up your own confidence again. Love it. Yeah, it's been very challenging. I've got to tell you, a lot of my clients have been coming in and there's been a lot of relationship breakups and just a lot of endings. It's so interesting to me doing this and um, the work that Becca and I do, just looking at the things that happen at this time of the year, um, some health issues, a lot of relationship breakdowns. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting. It's not fun or, you know, happy. I'm not like making light of it. It's just um, there are a lot of endings, you know, it's the end of the year. New chapter. And, um, yeah, I just find it interesting, uh, the kinds of things people are presenting in here. So, Beck, should we get into the show? Absolutely, absolutely. And just, just a shout-out to anyone out there who is having some problems or finding things a bit difficult, reach out to people, ask for support. There's lifelines always available, 131114, you know, because it can be a tough time of year coming up now that we're yep. in November. Yep. And, um, you know, certainly do reach out because there is so much love out there for everyone. Certainly is. And, you know, as well as 131114 Lifeline, the... Um, other hot tip is find your tribe. You know, there's a lot of great online groups. Um, you don't have to necessarily meet people face-to-face, although you can, you know. Um, I've got some clients who were having trouble making friends and uh, they found a good online group who does meet up once a week on a Friday. And she's actually joined two different groups and now has a um, circle of friends. She's exchanged phone numbers. So, you know, there's always a way, um, especially these days with social media, I think, to um, just try and meet your tribe you know, meet your people. So jumping into the show, Beck. now I may draw a card or two as we go through mm-hmm. um, that we have basically, we're going to start out today by, um, you know, speaking a bit more generally. So I do work with Oracle. I don't work with Tarot. So most of what I'll be talking about is Oracle cards. And uh, I do have one Tarot deck, which is the Animal Tarot card uh, deck by Adoring Virtue and Radley Valentine. Uh, which is really good, but it is more of an oracle. It's not really a strict tarot, so I don't have too many problems reading uh, that one. But the specific tarot, I have no idea uh, about those. Um, So I also wanted to start by saying that the selection of your cards is really important. One of my new mentorship clients recently purchased a beginner tarot deck, not realizing that I actually don't work with tarot. And she rocked up with her little tarot deck and her little book and everything. And I was like, I I don't know. (laughs) I've got no idea. So um, we opened the deck, we had a look at the book. It did have a pretty good book and it was tarot for beginners. So she did sort of do a good job in terms of, um, you know, finding that. But I just really didn't know what to do with them. She didn't either. And look, I said to her, if they resonate with you, Mm -hmm. go and find someone that can teach you, you know, how to use them, teach you the (laughs) basics, uh, et cetera. Even reading the book, we were like, wow, that's a lot. And um, she actually said to me, Michelle, they're not really resonating with me at all. And that was good, you know, because I was like, well, maybe that's a sign. Maybe maybe you can sell them or something. Um, she just sort of saw tarot beginner and didn't realize, you know, there was a difference between oracle and tarot. And a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people don't know anything about these things. So um, she actually, I think she ended up selling them. And then she came back to me and said, you know, um, what oracle deck would you recommend? And she really wanted to do something with Mary Magdalene. And so I did recommend Tony Carmine Salerno's uh, Magdalene deck. Uh, so he actually has his own. And these ones really resonated with her. And then it's funny because when I went to do Reiki Ashadi that weekend, um, we were actually using that deck. My teacher actually had that deck. So <laughs> we were working with it. And I actually hadn't come across it. I don't own it. But, um, yeah, it was funny. I recommended it. And then um, that's what my teacher was using for Reiki Ashadi when they were teaching cards. So uh, really good confirmation. Beck. 
I um look, Oracle decks can be overwhelming. I have um lots of Oracle decks. I have some tarot decks because I'm getting uh, a bit more familiar with those. I have used them in the past, but just trying to get a bit more familiar with them in between everything else. <laughs> um, I also use Cardomacy, which is um, you can actually create you create them from um, playing cards. So each of the cards, the, the 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 higher cards, you take all the the sixes down and you use the sevens up. Um, and each of those cards have different meanings. And with the cards laying next to each other, you've got um, different combinations mean different things. So if you have two aces and if they're reversed or one's reversed or they're both reversed um, or they're both upright, it all, all the combinations mean different things. So there's a lot involved in that. And that's actually where I started out um, back in my late teens with the cardomacy. The other deck I like to use is, and I don't have it here because I still have a box of cards, two boxes of cards somewhere, um, and I've got one box out for today after moving. <laughs> so, so I'm running on one third here at the moment, but um, are my Russian gypsy cards. They're ones that I will use in person. I don't use them on Facebook Lives or, um, you know, if, if it's one-to-one, -one, I will use them uh, potentially there, but um, they're generally very personal. So they are my own reading cards that I sort of go to, very personal, so very intimate cards for me. Um, but I did want to say the decks can be overwhelming at first, but no fear because pretty soon you'll be well on your path and we often joke in our sister chat on our mentorship how addictive they are, how we just can't help ourselves. We see a new deck and we're like, love it, love it, love it, and we go out there and we we um, we, we obtain it. Um, but there are many types and, and we do, you know, eventually want to have them all like everything that we enjoy. We want, we want all of it. Having said that, my biggest recommendation is just to pick one deck and spend some time with it and get to know it. Get to know the cards, get to know what the feelings are, even though they come with guidebooks and they come with um, um, explanations on what the different cards mean. You need to also sit down, quiet your mind and feel for yourself how, what it is for you, what those different symbologies mean for you, what's coming up. In, in relation to that so you know we know water is emotions as a, as a general sort of rule but um the type of water on that card what is it you're feeling is it flowing is it is it rough like seas on the card pictures of the rough seas those sorts of things because all of these different things have, have different meanings so it's good to spend some time and just get to know the cards and how you feel with them and you know trust your own instincts your own intuition on that Absolutely agree. But the simplest decks I think to work with would have to be anything by Doreen Virtue. Mm. And that's sort of how I started out. Although my first deck was Tony Cummings Salerno, um, which was Angel Answers, I think it's called. And oh, Angels and Gods and Goddesses. Um, so yeah, I started, I started with that one because that was some, one that someone bought for me. But what I liked about that deck is that it does have a really good um, book in it. It's got a lot of good spreads in it. And those spreads I still use. So the most common one I did, and I did one yesterday, is a big relationship read. And um, because, as I said, a lot of people are ending relationships. And funnily enough, I drew a card for the group, and that's what it's about. <laughs> 
So yesterday I did a great big 14 card spread for a lady who had just come out of a relationship and it was just looking at where she's at, where they're at and the relationship as a whole because she's not really over it yet. So she wanted to know if that's kind of it. So I used that particular deck, Angels, Gods and Goddesses, Tony Cummings, Soleno. So I'm putting all the links as I'm talking through this with Beck um, into our uh, show notes. So you'll be able to find all the links down there. But, um, yeah, it's a really great one. It's a 14-card spread. And I tend to use, I mean, you can really use um, any of their decks or any of the other decks, you know, from various authors and stuff like that um, to do that same spread. But I do really like um, that because that's what I started with. So it kind of makes sense to me to use that original deck, I suppose, for that. So, um as I said, Doreen Virtue is um, is really great. So that was really when I started getting into doing cards, I guess, for friends and um, things like that. Then I started to really use, I guess, Doreen because um, there's all different sort of subject matters. So sometimes people come in and they want to know about a particular thing in their life. And it actually makes it a little bit easier if you can sort of narrow it down a bit. So um, they may come in and want to do something around life purpose or business. I do a lot of that. Um, people who are moving house, um, relationships, as I said. So um, because I mentioned sort of, you know, Doreen and Radley, because Radley and Doreen um, have done a few different decks together. One of the ones that I use the most, and I would say, you know, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need that deck, like instantly need that deck. And I just knew it was actually the... Um, Angel Answers, which is Radley Valentine. And it's just so handy. I pretty much would use it for everyone I read for. And it's great for legal matters, I find. And I do deal with a bit of that, you know, with my clients. Um, so people, you know, who are going through court for various reasons, family law or whatever. And um, that's actually a really, really handy deck because um, it gives you sort of a yes, no, if someone's got a yes, no question, uh, and also timeframes as well. So, um, I find that that one I would probably use in every single connection that I do for people. And um, and so it's a really good all-rounder. And for, honestly, for me, it actually replaced my pendulum. So I did used to use my pendulum a bit. And honestly, um, I don't really use a pendulum anymore um, because I can get the yes, no's and timeframes. It has other things as well, not just yes, no's and timeframes, but um, yeah, just a really good deck for that. Uh, and Beck, I might just do or show you the card that I drew because it is actually quite relevant to what we we're just talking about. So I drew this from Radley Valentine and Doreen Virtue's Animal Tarot deck. Uh, it is the Ten of Winter which it actually feels like winter at the moment. In Australia, it is actually summer because it's the 1st of December, but it's uh, just dropped. The temperature's really, really dropped. It was very hot and now it's very cold. Now, the dog, the husky, actually has his lead in his mouth and he looks like he's sort of taking charge of that. So this one is all about your power center, empowering yourself. He's got a fire hydrant there, and we know what male dogs do with fire hydrants. They use it to mark their territory. <laughs> so this is very much about taking charge, and it is all about endings. So it's funny because we were literally just talking about 2022 and what's coming up in maybe 2023. So this can be the end of a career path, a project, or relationship. Um, and obviously, you know, that can make us feel really upset, um, maybe relief. You know, maybe it's a relief to be out of that, you know, that job or that relationship. 
So, um, or disappointment, you know. So what this card's urging you to do, if you're listening to this today, is put aside your fears about those changes and trust that a brighter future awaits. So what a wonderful card to have at the end of 2022, heading into 2023, um, or regardless, you know, whenever you're listening to this, it's going to be wonderful for you anyway. But really, it's the endings and uh, new beginnings. So fantastic card, and I think uh, very, very relevant. So I'll take a little photo of that and pop it into the show notes. Very cool. Such a beautiful, beautiful card too. Mm. Yeah, I love the Siberian Husky. I don't, I don't know where to start. I have so many cards here. Um, one of my favourites, and actually what I wanted to say before, just with Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine, um, Doreen had a board game like it was like a, a board. Mm, I remember you got that thing. So I'll have to pick up a, a photo of that because I managed to come across that when we were down at the coast one day. Just walked into this hidden, secluded bookstore, which was just absolutely amazing, um, and that was that was pretty cool as well. Um, well. Not many people. I didn't even know about that until like yeah. I remember you presented it to me online one day, and I was like, yeah. "What the hell is that? What is that?" Um, some of my favorites, I think my go-to lately are the energy and spirit oracle cards, and these are Sandra Ann Taylor. Um, so that's the box there, and I'll put a link up in the in so the- Beck might just describe maybe the because it's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um if you I just will, you know, describe that, yeah. I'll put a link up. Oh, uh, good. But these are very good cards because they they encourage the unlimited vibrating potential that your life has, you know, the, the, the unlimited potential and the vibrations that you have. And um, they're really good because they, I mean, they're beautiful cards. They're very, um, the illustrations are just absolutely gorgeous on them and, and very self-explanatory. And then there is just at the bottom of them, and these are good beginner cards as well uh, because they do have, uh, so for example, 44 Divine Presence is the card that I'm showing up now and it's the force of love and creation. And that is pretty much, it's got the the, the still pond there, it's got all the, the colours of the chakras, so that's covering our crown and our third eye and our throat and our solar plexus and our heart chakra and our sacral. So it's got everything there. It's got all the flowers, it's got the sun coming through, the beams coming through. Um, and they're really good because it's, it makes it easier for you to um, be calm while you're looking at them and doing reading for yourself and um, and taking everything on them. While there is a lot on there, um, it's they're very sort of um, easy cards to, easy on the eye. There's mm. not too much going on that you, you get distracted and, and confused with what's happening. Um, so they're pretty good cards. And they, um, like I said, Sandra and Taylor. And these help, you know, with your personal energy. And it's all, these cards are all about vibrational influences. So very cool cards to have. Yeah, love those. They are gorgeous. Um, Beck, with the um, with my favourite decks, I thought that the best way for me to sort of single this out or to do this is um, because obviously Doreen Vucci's got a million decks, Radley Valentine's got a million decks. So my other favourite author, I sort of decided to go with the authors, I guess, um, but Kyle Gray um, is fantastic and he's a young UK gentleman, does a lot of fabulous meditations, courses, teaching, like all these awesome things. 
but his decks are really high vibrational. So I guess I don't use them as often. I wouldn't use them for every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry that sort of walks through my door. But, um, you know, for people who want to do their life purpose, if they want to connect to spirit guides, the angelic realm, things like that, then I generally will whip out my Kyle Gray cards. And um, one of my favorites would have to be um, his gateway of light activation. So I have put this into the show notes and they're just great for clients who want to switch on their spiritual gifts um, or do, you know, their mission, life purpose, as I said. So quite often I'll use them at the end of a mentorship session um, because obviously people who are coming in to do mentorship, you know, they're wanting to develop, activate, switch on their gifts. And so I generally pull them out at the end just to really activate my client. Um, and I find that they're just always bang on. And it's really great for confirmation because if you've been uh, yapping away about all these different things all through a session, and then you pull out the activation cards and they are just so on point and exactly what you guys have already been talking about, then that's a really great way to get confirmation because, you know, sometimes I'm in a reading and I'll use a lot of de- uh, a lot of cards, you know, sometimes I won't use really any. Um, it depends on, I guess, what sort of reading I'm doing. But um, yeah, if you just sort of grab those at the end of the, you know, session you've done and, you know, if you're using them for yourself, same thing, you know, if you want to switch on your own gifts, use them at home. But uh, maybe do a meditation first, see what you pick up or see what you sort of visualize, try and have a chat to your spirit guides and then maybe draw those cards and see what pops out. You know, it just may change um, because we're sort of changing and developing all the time. So um, I just also wanted to bunch in um, and recommend my uh, couple of crystal decks as well um, because we're talking about sort of vibration, I guess, at the moment, and they're all sort of higher vibrational. So Rochelle Sharman's Crystal Box Collection, it's the largest card deck I own. It's um, really fabulous. It's got um, a couple of books in there. So there's a book all about, you know, the gemstones and the crystals and what they mean. And also um, another little book sort of relating specifically to the cards in the deck as well. And there's a really great meditation CD and um, it's really great. Like it's got about five different meditations on it. I just love her voice and the way that she does her meditations. Um, And she's actually based on the sunny coast and she's um, really fabulous. So, and Rebecca's got butterfly wallpaper. Is it butterfly wallpaper? It is. It just came. That was the the doorbell going off before. Oh, I saw you disappear. (laughs) Wow, that's beautiful. So, yeah, I'd have to reckon both of those. They are in the show notes. I've just included them down there as well. So if you want any more info about either of those. um, But I do really love Rochelle Sharman, and uh, she's got a couple of different decks available. That's uh, the Crystal Box, and I've got her Crystal Medicine Oracle as well, which is a little bit more shamanic. Um, but I did want to mention liquid crystal too back here because um, the liquid crystal deck uh, is really amazing. And I think for the times that we are in at the moment, really relevant. So I don't know how to pronounce uh, the name, Justin Mohika um, Asar, I guess it is, uh, liquid crystal oracle, a little bit of a tricky uh, name, but um, these ones are amazing and they are based on very high um vibrations there's a lot of healing technology a lot of information that's been downloaded to put these together um the cards themselves are beautiful and they've actually got all of the um what are they called the crystal divas uh, master divas mentioned on each of those cards so if you are wanting to program a crystal or address a crystal in a particular way 
they've actually got the names of each of the um yeah master crystal divas on each of the cards as well and the colors and everything are just really beautiful but they've actually got a lot of energy in them so if um and there's 77 cards in the deck too so if you want to do any work on yourself there's actually in the book in this deck they've actually got all of the um positions that you want to put depending on what's going on if there's a particular health issue or complaint you can actually position each of these cards and some of them will have three or four cards you need to put on you, but you literally lie on the ground, put the cards over your body and they actually do healing on you. So um, it is a tool for healing, which is pretty amazing. And I don't know too many other decks that actually do that. So if you are in a position of, you know, needing some health or healing, um, that's a deck that I highly recommend and um, is incredibly powerful, Beck. They look really cool. I'm going to have to check out that link. Do you not have that one? I thought you had that one. No, I don't have that one. Oh, I don't have that one. Wow. So I, I like the sound of them. Yeah, they're amazing. Um, a deck of cards I've got here, which I, I really like, are Kyle Graves' cards. I have to say, I'm a big fan of Kyle Graves. Mm -hmm. um, and these are the Angel Guide Oracle. And, yes, I've got those. They're good. Um, yeah, these are really good. So um, these cards. You know, they have keyword messages again to activate your intuition, strengthen your capacity to communicate with your guardian angel and open your heart to receive messages of love. Um, and in the, the guidebook, it does explain how to attune the cards to con conduct the angel readings for yourself and for others and how to work with card spreads. So it actually gives you card spreads as well. So that's the good thing with um, the Oracle cards as well. At tarot, generally there are certain spreads that you put out and certain layouts for different things. So if it's just a yes, no, you can just do, you know, a couple of cards down with the tarot um, or you can do, you know, your different different types of spreads. But you can do that also with the Oracle cards if you want a bigger picture on what's happening. But Kyle Gray, um is incredible i love his cards love his cards very much and and i'm very drawn to them but i'm also very drawn to the angel work which kyle kyle gray is um has been doing for a long time mm, he's one yeah. of the world's leading teachers uh angel teachers so um but they're really lovely as well the other thing too is um do you have these ones michelle these are the nurture cards um no for children <clears throat> no I don't have those ones so this is another obviously we've got our children's decks as well that mm. we use because they just simplify it a bit better for them mm. um and these are, are really really cute cards they're, they're quite big um I know my little one loves these cards she'll she'll go and draw them for herself mm -hmm. quite often and um I mean it's sort of like crayon drawings on the cards, but they're my eyes are wide open to see the beauty in the nature, it, the beauty around me in nature and in people. So it gives them little messages and little um, insights to to bring up their own confidence. And so this one here, I'm proud of myself for all that I can do. They're and cute. They are little really illustrations. Cute. Yeah, really cute little cards. Um, so I'll pop the link up for them as well. But um, they're also very good. Like I said, my little one, she likes to go and just draw herself a card. Um, every now and then she'll, someday she'll be doing it every day for, for a couple of weeks. Someday she'll be just like, I just feel like I want to draw myself a card today. 
Um, and it just helps them to, you know, self-belief, self-worth and and helping with a positive way of thinking. Mm. Um, so not just for, even though they're designed for children, they're really good for adults as well. Yeah. Really. Yeah, most of the kids' cards can be used for inner child. That's so exactly. a lot of people, yeah, don't yeah. realise that. Exactly. Um, That's what I was just about to go to. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we all have that little inner child in there still. I can't get rid of them, unfortunately. Um, Beck, while you're talking about the kids' cards, I might just um, pop a couple of mine up as well. So Dr. Stephen Farmer, um, the yes. animal uh, spirit animal, really great for kids. Uh, children's wellbeing cards, Dr. Maxine Therese, which I think um, Beck's got as well. And these ones are so beautiful. There's about four um, cards, I think, for each chakra. They're broken up into the seven chakras. And um, just so, I tell you what, every time I use these, I just blow my mind, especially when the parents give me feedback about their children. It's like amazing. So, and they do have a really great little book with these ones too. They're developed by a psychologist, a children's psychologist, Maxine Therese. And uh, she just figured out that, you know, we can't always get everything out of the kids, um, you know, that we want to. So this actually can speak for the child, especially if they're nonverbal, you know, if they don't actually talk, it's a great way to allow them to have a voice and to communicate. And the kids tend to really like the images. The other kids card deck that I do have is uh, called Slow Down. And it's uh, by Emily Sharat. Um, and it's got a little snail on the front taking his time. You can see a little path that he's sort of woven. And the reason I love these ones, and I have shown these to Beck before, is that they've got a little snake. Now, I love snakes, but some people are very afraid of them. But the um, snake is coming out of his little skin in the picture. So um, what the word is on the card is feel brand new. And because whenever I see a snake in a dream or in real life, I think about a rebirth, you know, because I've recommended their little skins there. Um, but the best thing about these cards for kids is it's actually got um, tips and tricks, so things that they can do. So there's actually activities. So if you're on school holidays, um, you know, we're coming up to Christmas time while we're recording this, um, that stretch like a snake is the exercise and it's actually got tip by step-by-step uh, step what you want them to do. So lie down on the floor. So they could be lying on the floor. You could be telling them what to do. Um, we want you to lie face down on the floor like a snake, bring your fingertips under your shoulders, draw your elbows into your sides, so basically you're pretending very much that you are a snake. And, you know, it may seem it may seem childish, it may seem a bit, you know, um, silly, but um, maybe embodying that animal, if you're coming into the new year or, you know, going through a lot in your life, maybe just embodying the concept of the snake and feeling like you are one could actually help you shed that skin and shed the old, you know, life that you're trying to shed and start afresh. Um, this one's beautiful too. It's got a little bird on it and the sunflowers. And I've actually got little baby sunflowers growing at the moment. They're just starting to sort of come out and uh, then all of a sudden it's freezing and the poor little sunflowers are probably very confused, but um, feel warm and nourished is the message on that one. And it's a little bird flying above some sunflowers. So yeah, that's a really great one for kids. And it's something that they can actually act out. And I feel like, you know, an adult, if they're around to sort of read it out or an older child in the family um, to read out the actions, um, it's actually something quite practical um, that the kids can do and maybe shift some of that uh, energy around. Um, so they were sort of my kids' selections, but um, I just wanted to sort of mention here, because a lot of people come to us and, you know, I'm a, a psychic medium, so I do tend to look ahead. And whenever people come to ask me about, you know, the future, I do tend to grab my psychic reading cards, Debbie Malone, mm -hmm. and she's actually just released a new book. I just saw her last night on Facebook pop up. And uh, she's got another book out. I've actually read both of her books, the other ones that she does have. They're amazing. 
Um, she worked on the Ivan Malat backpacker cases, if you don't know her. She is a psychic detective. She works with the cops um, on many cases in Australia and uh, is very, very gifted. So these cards are great. They cover everything from babies to money, manifesting, uh, selling a home. There's a house sale card in here as well. And a lot of people ask me about homes and moves and things like that. So just really thorough um, and they cover pretty much everything. Um, her other deck I love is Angel Reading. I don't have it on the desk here, but Angel Reading by her as well. And the great thing about that is they're very good again, similar to Kyle Gray, where they actually help you kind of realize your talents and your gifts that you're switching on. So quite often people come to me and I'll get the clear audience card or something. And uh, they're like, oh my God, Michelle, my ears have been ringing. They've been going deaf, you know, I've been talking underwater. Um, and a clairaudience card comes out and it's like, well, you're definitely switching that on, you know, then they get clairvoyance and it's like, well, you know, this is a gift of yours. So we can actually go into that. So it's very good as a reader to have that for a client because it actually gives you an idea of where their talents lie and what we can work with. And that's handy before mentorship if I meet a new mentorship client because I can actually draw um, from that deck and it may tell me, you know, again, where their strengths and weaknesses may be um, in terms of Claire's. So it actually goes through all the Claire's and the angel reading deck of Debbie Malone's and, um, you know, healing, there's a healing card in there if you need healing or more sleep. Um, so that's a really great one as well, a bit of an all-rounder back. Very lovely. I, such a beautiful phoenix on the front of that one as well. Yeah, it's my fave. Um, I've been doing coming across lots of phoenixes lately so that's um phoenixes phoenix lots of phoenix what's the plural <laughs> uh phoenix i don't know phoenix, phoenix. <laughs> phoenix. no idea so, um yeah i've actually just got a um with the phoenix i have one of those 3d beading like cross stitch things but you do it with oh things. right yeah 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 so i've got a beautiful one of them that i started to do before i moved <clears throat> We're just sitting there waiting to be finished. Yeah, well, you know, there's always time, Rebecca. There's always time. We don't even rush these things. That's right. Um, another favourite of mine are the Psychic Tarot for the Heart, John Holland. Oh, yeah. And his spirit messages. Uh, I'm just going to put a link up to John Holland because you've got some really good cards there. Um, and the other one he has, which I'm just trying to see, is here. I do have it out. Um, the mediumship training deck. Oh, handy. Super cool, super cool. Now, this is a really good one um, for people who are just sort of starting to get into their intuition um, and learning how to trust it and have faith in themselves because, yeah. because um, this gives, you know, impression versus expression and that's like just for Michelle's purpose, that's the card there, but I will put the deck up on the thing. Um, on the back of the card, it gives you a whole listing of, you know, there are multiple ways that we receive information from spirit, could be in words, images, feelings. So it goes through um, all the different different things about the impressions and the expression and expressing them over. So, um, you know, always give what you get when delivering a message in the sense that's true. But, you know, as mediums, we must honour that many people may look to us to assist them with their grief and are often still distraught no matter how much time has passed. So, and it just sort of gives you friendly tips to, um, you know, for your own values as well on how to communicate and um, take in that information that you're receiving at the time. So, yeah. really good. so evidence of spirit card. Um, 
that's about the process of validation and authenticating the identity of spirit. So, um, so and way evidence is received, so through spiritual senses, through seeing things like feathers, stuff like that. It gives you all those breakdowns there, really good card. Um, <clears throat> I will often use them as well uh, when I feel like somebody is really highly attuned or in tune with them with themselves. Um, and I'll draw out one just as as a um, direction for them and on, you know, maybe something they need to work with or do a bit more work on. Good one. <laughs> And, of course, Michelle. Oh. Our Law of Attraction cards with Esther Hicks, Abraham. Oh, I was wondering if you are going to grab those. I didn't grab them because I had a feeling you would. <laughs> <laughs> we can't forget them. <laughs> no, they're so good. Amazing. Yeah, I had a feeling you'd mention them, so I um, left them on my little shelf over there because I've got them as well. They're so good. They are incredible. I found these, um, these cute little ones too. These just came in a little little box yeah these are the love oracle check out how cool these are they're like little love hearts oh how cute oh i think i've seen them i think yeah. maybe you showed me them before oh they've got the male and female on the back they're beautiful yeah so that's about balance that card uh not always about agreeing just for the sake of it great relationship is one that both supports and challenges um so i thought they were pretty cute not so easy to shuffle yeah, they look a little bit uh -huh. tricky. <laughs> uh, not so easy to keep together, but um, definitely pretty cool. Definitely pretty cool and such beautiful um, images on them. But it does have, you know, uh, direction on the back as to, to what the card's about if you're feeling a little bit lost yourself. Um, so they're good beginner ones as well. Yeah, they're gorgeous. It's... um. Good having a little bit of a description because that's actually something that just um, I should mention probably is that a lot of people get very caught up when you're teaching people how to read cards or if you're sort of sitting at home trying to learn how to do it yourself. Um, a lot of people get caught up in the words, you know, if there's a lot of words on them. And I do tend to recommend um, people get, you know, words uh, or very few words, you know, so Images are fine, but I feel like the less words, the better, because I feel like sometimes people just get really caught up in the words and confused and um, really just kind of, it's not helpful, I think, when you're learning. And so, yeah, I probably would recommend um, the fewer words, the better, you know, some descriptive words are handy, definitely. But, you know, take the past life deck, for example, um, which are amazing and I haven't mentioned these till now because I'm literally using these on a daily basis um, people are really booking in for the past lives at the moment and this has got to be one of my most used decks um, apart from the butterflies actually I should mention the butterflies um, dream virtue um, that's the life changes deck so that's actually one of my um, main ones that I use during mediumship uh, but also the Past Life Oracle, which is Doreen Virtue and Brian L. Weiss. Um, but I think this has been redone without Doreen. But they're so beautiful and so simple. I mean, um, I've, I'm holding up a picture of a unicorn at the moment and it's got wisdom written on it. And we've got forgiveness and it's a picture of two turtle doves. So they're just so simple and they don't have to have a lot of words on them because I think words sometimes can be a big uh, distraction, especially when it's like a big paragraph or something. People get really caught up in that and that's the human mind and that gets us into the logical. So with these cards, I mean, you know, you can just use the book if you are using the past life deck uh, by Doreen and Brian, 
Um, you can just use the um, book. You don't have to actually, you know, tune in and do the readings with them. But that's how I got into doing a past lives and then uh, not even past lives, but also past lives of ancestors of my clients. And I read for their children now. So I actually do past lives for children. Um, and what's been coming up a bit is, you know, even between lives, the angelic realm, Atlantis is in here. So this is really um, developing, as I probably do Reiki Ashadi because it's taking us into those higher uh, dimensions. Um, this has really been taking off and really developing. Um, so highly recommend the um, past life deck. But the final author that I wanted to recommend today, Rebecca, is uh, Angela Hartfield. Yes. So she <laughs> is just an amazing uh, card author. The illustrator for her is Josephine Wall. And I feel like Josephine really makes the deck. I feel like together, you know, they do a great job. But I feel like they are just so amazing. The illustrations on these is just, they are just outstanding. And they are, um, you know, digital art. So they're just really imaginative. Um, on the front of the deck, I'm holding up the Gratitude Oracle. So I've got all three of her decks um, or their decks, both of them. And uh, there's a beautiful sort of blood, sort of supermoon on the front cover. There's um, little fairies dancing around in front of the moon. You can sort of see them dancing around. There's uh, a bat in the air flying around. There's a pixie. There's a couple of birds in the air. There's a woman on the main image um, surrounded by animals. So she very much looks like a nature spirit, someone very connected to, and I call people like that very elemental. So very much we're out in the open, birds, bees, butterflies are all fascinating to us. We don't want to hurt any animals. But she's also got the horns, and that indicates quite a masculine energy. So although she's looking very divine feminine to me, I guess it's about that balance between the masculine and the feminine because she's still got the little horns, which indicate um, more the masculine the leader taking charge, um, et cetera. And she's got her hands kind of over her heart and her hands are surrounded by beautiful butterflies there. So there's so much happening in these images, but there's actually images in this deck which are quite fascinating because some of them change depending on which way you look at them. So, um, and nothing is as it seems, but um, there's somewhere you're flying on the back of a line through the air. That's all about energy and raising your vibration. But the lines also hear me roar where we um, need to use our voice a little bit more. But um, which one is it? There's a couple of cards where you actually spin them upside down. And it actually says that in the book. And it actually changes the whole image. Um, but a lot of them are very childlike. There's a really nice one. That's a really nice one, uh, a comparison. I actually was reading for a lady who was having um, some issues with her sister and can see they're like night and day. So the card is differences and there's a picture of two ladies and one's got little daffodils hanging from her ears. The other one's got a moon. So one's quite bright and sunny looking with a little crown on her head like a princess and the other one looks more kind of gypsy. Mm. Um, so it's like night and day. And she, you know, I was describing this to her and she said, yeah, that's me and my sister. We're completely the opposite. So, and that's, you know, I'm sure very common in uh, large families. Beck's got uh, quite a few siblings herself. Um, this one's a really lovely one too, Nature's Beauty. It's a double three. It's got a rainbow in the background. And um, you can see the image is actually unraveling at the back, so, uh, at the bottom. So there's a beautiful scene um, of gardens and landscapes and water and rainbows and the moon and everything. It's all happening in that image. But at the bottom, it's actually still unraveling like a carpet. So it's like someone's actually creating this, you know, and when we do a meditation, a lot of the time we go in there and it's like, you know, create the garden the way that you want, you know, it doesn't have to look like anything in particular. 
So this is really about sort of making it appear the way that you want it. It's about, you know, manifesting um, and creating the life that you want. But the rainbow always seems to come out when that's significant for the person I'm reading for, where they're like, oh my gosh, Michelle, I just asked for rainbows as a sign or something like that. Um, so really, really relevant. I'm just looking for that one you turn upside down because basically what it is, it's either happy or sad, depending on which way you look at it. But um, I love the fact that it is so clever. Um, there's always a lot of faces in her images as well where you kind of always see the faces. That's a really good example there. So stability bet. You can see there's two faces facing each other, but they're not always um, super clear faces. It's almost like it's a landscape that forms the face. So there's a tree down the middle. It's stability. So it is a balance. Again, it's like night and day. So there's like a sunny side and a moon kind of moonlit, you know, darker side. Um, but you think about shadow self, you think about twin flame, masculine or feminine, um, but that's literally created from just the trees. Um, there's two trees there and some uh, clouds and they've actually created faces out of that. So it's not like super clear to you look at it. That's right. And the balance of the element yeah. there is, is amazing. It's really good artwork on that one. Yeah, and that's the one that I was talking about. It can turn upside down. So it's called Tears, and it is a bit emotional looking at it this way. So this is a woman going through the emotions. But you know the saying, like our grandparents used to say, turn that frown upside down. When you spin it around, the face is actually now um, happy. And um, so it completely changes the image. So um, one way, it's a very blue sort of face. There's a tear down the cheek, coming down the cheek. And when you spin it upside down, um, the face changes and the bottom part of the face is now all sunny and bright. Um, there is a little bit of the blue at the top still but um, of the face. But, um, yeah, it's changed and she's now wearing the feathers um, in her hair. And breathing out the, the, the energy as well. Yeah, the energy completely shifts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just think those are really powerful. And, you know, when you're doing readings, um, as I said before, you know, there's not a lot of words on these cards too, and that's a good, um, you know, support for what I was just talking about. Um, literally, it's one word um, on each of those cards. So it's not a distraction, but the images really tell the story. So when you're reading with cards like that, if you're doing them for yourself um, or a friend, you're really just looking at whatever stands out to you for that particular person. So the word doesn't give a lot away. But, you know, you may be drawn to the bat, you may be drawn to the little horns on the head, which means they need to step into their power a bit more, take charge. Um, you know, you're really looking at the images in that one. And it's so interesting because for different people, I will always notice different things. And, you know, I'll come across someone else, we'll be doing the same card and I'll be just like, wow, I can't believe that that's there. I've never seen that before, you know, for anyone else. Um, so I have had that where I've been using these particular cards for so long. And then all of a sudden I meet someone different and I've seen this thing that I've never noticed for anyone else before. So um, spirit is really good at um, using you um, intuitively mm -hmm. to kind of guide you in that way to know what you need to look at. So I guess um, just a bit of inspo that I wanted to finish with here uh, and Bex, you know, welcome to sort of recommend something as well. But just a bit of inspo is really trust your intuition. It's very similar to selecting a crystal so mm -hmm. trust your gut when you're selecting cards because when I selected my first um, Angela Hartfield, I'd never heard of her before, but it was a client of mine's mother who was in spirit who encouraged me to choose that particular deck and that's why I got it. That's the only reason. And when I opened the cards, uh, the deck rather, and I looked at the cards, I was like, oh, my God, um, this is the most amazing thing. And it turns out her daughter um, who I read for, she hadn't even booked in yet. When I bought this deck, she hadn't booked in with me yet. Um, I bought it about two days before she made her first booking with me and um, I'd read for a friend of hers and um, she actually had a diary 
by the same author because I said, oh, your mum's telling you about some diary. It must be the same images or something. And um, and she grabbed the diary and showed me. And, um, yeah, same author and illustrator. So that was quite shocking. And I was like, my God, now my um, deceased loved ones related to my clients who haven't even booked with me yet are, like, making me choose my cards. This is crazy. <laughs> um, but how wonderful. So what I want to say is just trust your gut. Because your spirit guides, your team, uh, maybe even your loved ones may guide you to particular cards. And it really is a very intuitive kind of pull towards those ones. Um, and as I said, with that lady that selected the beginner's tarot, she only really did that because she just saw beginner and tarot and thought, great, I'll take them to Michelle. But she didn't have any pull towards them. She didn't have any draw to use them. So she's going to sell those. So really just trust your gut because you don't want to have to then, um, you know, try and sell them really <laughs> any recommendations anything you wanted to say to finish up love yeah look I just want to say that um I've, I've actually got Radley Valentine's cards here like one more one more love the angel wisdom tarot so these are oracle cards as well as tarot and these are a very um they go serious again <laughs> these are really good cards in the sense that it gives you um, not only the, the picture there, but they have the element, the angel that it, the archangel that it um, joins with and different sort of numbers on this and a bit of numerology in there as well. Um, yeah. And they really bring the reading together, really bring the reading together. Um, a little bit more advanced because there's a lot more to think about and to to take into consideration when you're doing the reading. Um, but they are, you know, very good if you want to start sort of, um, interestingly enough, an amazing opportunity. Be bold, courageous and optimistic. Now is the time to take action. Do what you're passionate about. So that's beautiful. That's my takeaway, I think, from the show today. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. Hey, you know, if you're passionate about them, if you feel passionate about the cards that you've got, then do it. If you've got split energy, um, then probably not pick them up and, and take them away. Yeah. But if you see them and you really sort of relate to them, um, you know, it's a personal process. It is a very personal process. And the more you, you know, sort of um, use them and, and get involved with them, the more the correct, like you were saying before, um, spirit chooses the cards for you. They just, yeah, sure does. Yeah, they come. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird with that Angela Harfield one. I was like, why am I, why am I? But I picked them up and I was like, I need to buy them. But I was fighting myself. It's so hilarious when that happens. Someone just takes you over. And um, I was like, all right. And then two days later, it all made sense when I grabbed those cards for that particular lady. Um, so, Beck, that's been a great episode and I think full of really good uh, tips and tricks, probably a lot of information. So definitely if you're listening to this, go to the show notes um, because the links to all those different decks are there. Um, and, you know, check them out. You don't have to go to the shop, you know. You can still have that little energetic sort of pull, you know, towards a particular deck. But um, we have mentioned a lot. So I've got a few more show notes, a few more links to add to the show notes now. Um, when we finish up, but um, Beck, I actually just thought um, because the next episode is going to air uh, very close or just after Christmas, I think very close to Christmas. Um, so the next one we're recording will air, yeah, on the 23rd of December. So what I was thinking was um, we might do goal setting. Um, so what sort of goals we've got maybe for 2023 and 
what, um, you know, you may be some tips for goal setting, um, manifesting, journaling, you know, things like that. So it just popped into my head maybe to do that one. And then that's getting into just before Christmas time. And uh, people have something to think about as we head into the new year before uh, New Year's kicks in. Well, that's right. After our Christmas lunch or dinner or breakfast or whatever we decide to do, um, and we're sort of sitting around. Rest- Everyone's got time. Yeah. Everyone's resting. You could start thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got time to write them down. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, Michelle, I don't have time and this and that. Um, but we actually do. You know, we're taking time off and we're not going to be hectic the whole time, I would imagine. Even if you're in the car, you know, let's say someone's driving you somewhere, you're going to a different state to see family. If you're in the passenger seat or the back seat, um, then you've got time to write things down and manifest. So mm-hmm. I really feel like we want to make the most of every moment because uh, every moment is important. So we will, um, yeah, just touch on sort of goal setting, I guess, and uh, talk about maybe some of the things Beck and I are trying to tick off. If I'm, if I can get as many of these things done before um, we record that episode, Beck, then I've, um, I've got very little on my list, and I can uh, add some new things, which is good because um, those, uh, that book has been on there for a while. Let me tell you, so that's what I'll be <laughs> aiming to do within the next week before we talk again. Um. Yeah, I think my goal at the moment is try and get this house in order. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I agree with you there. Oh, it's been great. Great to chat and um, good luck with the rest of the unpacking and uh, shifting all your stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.